Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the podcast Catechism with Father Neil for this, the February 10th edition. And today we'll be looking at numbers 268 to 274 of the Catechism. Paragraph 3 The Almighty. Of all the divine attributes, only God's omnipotence is named in the Creed. To confess this power has great bearing on our lives. We believe that his might is universal. For God, who created everything, also rules everything and can do everything. God's power is loving, for he is our Father, and mysterious, for only faith can discern it when it is made perfect and in weakness. He does whatever he pleases. Number 269. The Holy Scriptures repeatedly confess the universal power of God. He is called the Mighty One of Jacob, the Lord of Hosts, the Strong and Mighty One. If God is Almighty in heaven and on earth, it is because he made them. Nothing is impossible with God, who disposes his works according to his will. He is the Lord of the universe, whose order he established, and which remains wholly subject to him and at his disposal. He is master of history, governing hearts and events in keeping with his will. It is always in your power to show great strength, And who can withstand the strength of your arm? You are merciful to all, for you can do all things. 270. God is the Father Almighty, whose fatherhood and power shed light on one another. God reveals his fatherly omnipotence by the way he takes care of our needs by the filial adoption that he gives us. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Finally, by his infinite mercy, for he displays his power at its height by freely forgiving sins. 271. God's almighty power is in no way arbitrary. In God, power, essence, will, Intellect, wisdom, and justice are all identical. Nothing, therefore, can be in God's power, which could not be in his just will or his wise intellect. The mystery of God's apparent powerlessness. Paragraph 272. Faith in God, the Father Almighty, can be put to the test by the experience of evil and suffering. God can sometimes seem to be absent and incapable of stopping evil. But in the most mysterious way, God the Father has revealed his almighty power in the voluntary humiliation and resurrection of his Son, by which he conquered evil. Christ crucified is thus the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. It is in Christ's resurrection and exaltation that the Father has shown forth the immeasurable greatness of his power in us who believe.
Paragraph 273. Only faith can embrace the mysterious ways of God's almighty power. This faith glories in its weaknesses in order to draw to itself Christ's power. The Virgin Mary is the supreme model of this faith, for she believed that nothing will be impossible with God and was able to magnify the Lord, for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Paragraph 274. Nothing is more apt to confirm our faith and hope than holding it fixed in our minds that nothing is impossible with God. Once our reason has grasped the idea of God's almighty power, it will easily and without any hesitation admit everything that the creed will afterwards propose for us to believe. Even if they be great and marvellous things, far above the ordinary laws of nature. So this is the next section of the creed, actually. It's a section unto itself, and it's a, a short section, but very important. This idea of God being almighty, that he can do anything. And this is one of the central beliefs of the Christian faith. The central experience of Christianity is that God is almighty. So many times in Christianity, things seem impossible. Things seem to be without hope, both on the bigger level of the church, the bigger level of world history, and on the smaller level, the micro level, shall we say, of each one of our lives. The things just seem to be impossible. There doesn't seem to be a way out. And yet God constantly shows himself to be all-powerful, almighty, omnipotent, able to do anything. So this is the first uh, important point that's in the section we read today, that God can do anything and does do anything necessary. The second point that I suppose is also um, a bit more difficult for us is to see that sometimes his power is made perfect in weakness. That just because God can do anything, it doesn't mean that it's in our best interests that he do anything. That sometimes, unfortunately, we have difficulty in realizing that God's plan is better. And that even though things might seem like a, like weak, seem like a failure, that yet God is present there. Yet God continues to help. Yet God's almightiness, his omnipotence, is still part of our lives, is still present in our lives, even when things aren't going our way. And uh, to see that his power comes to our weakness, that it's made perfect there. I mean, this is a famous line from St. Paul, and that uh, this idea of God doing, making himself present in the weakness of humanity. That, uh, you know, this is from the, this is uh, Paul saying, please, that Paul begged for God to do his will. That he had what he calls a thorn in the flesh. And this thorn in the flesh, we don't know what it was, but it was something that caused St. Paul this early Christian apostle, this one of the greatest evangelizers ever in the church, it caused him to lose his peace. It was something he couldn't cope with. He says that he begged God three times to take it away from him, whatever it was. Maybe it was a character defect. Maybe it was that some people say that he had a very bad temper and he kept on 
losing, uh, losing control of himself. And yet God says to him to be patient, that his power is made perfect in weakness. And this is the invitation to faith that is made to each one of us to see that when God needs to overcome any obstacle in our lives, he will overcome it when it's truly needed. But until then, his power resides in our weakness. So this is our invitation as Christians to patience, to have this grace of being patient and to wait for God, to hope in God, but to wait for him, to see that God does everything in his own good time and that he takes care of things when they need to be taken, taken care of, working at a timetable that is better than ours, not doing quick fixes, but doing deep healing in our lives. So we'll continue now. We have the in brief section at the end of this uh, short um, section of the Catechism. So in brief, 275. With Job the just man, we confess, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. 276. Faithful to the witness of Scripture, the Church often addresses its prayer to the Almighty and Eternal God. Omnipotens sempre eterne Deus, believing firmly that nothing will be impossible to God. 277. God shows forth his almighty power by converting us from our sins and restoring us to his friendship by grace. God, you have shown your almighty power above all in your mercy and forgiveness. 278. If we do not believe that God's love is almighty, how can we believe that the Father could create us, the Son redeem us, and the Holy Spirit sanctify us? So very good. So we'll continue tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll look at numbers 279 to 281 of the Catechism. God bless.